The last thing we're discussing was a statement Rabbi Yohanan said that if someone stole something and the original owners didn't give up, uh, nobody could be Mekadesh, the item, because number one, it, it, it doesn't belong to the thief and because it's not in the hands of the original owner. The problem with that is we ha- that Rabbi Yohanan said, Halakha Kistan Mishnah, and we had a, a Mishnah that said that Senu'in would redeem fruits taken by other people, meaning you do have the ability to be Makdish or do something with something that is not in your possession. And the problem is that Rabbi Yohanan also said that Rabbi Dosa and Senu'in said the same thing. And we explained the Braita with Rabbi Yudan and Rabbi Dosa, you have to flip them. And we spent much time proving that it, it, need, it needed to be flipped. And then we showed how Abaye Rabban Rabina would have said that Abaye Tzinu'in is a specific Tana if Rabbi Yohanan didn't say that Tzinu'in and Rabbi Dosa said the same thing. And with that, we're going to start Ayn Amud Aleph. First line in, towards the end of the line, which says, Amre Nehardi'ai. In Hadi'aya, they said, We don't write a document allowing someone else to collect payment and keep it over a movable object. So the case, according to Rashi, is Reuven deposited, uh, let's say, an item, a movable object like uh, like a watch. Reuven gave his watch to Shimon. Your watch is for me. Reuben cannot write a document giving that item to Shimon, giving Shimon permission to go get it and hold it. That's Rashi's explanation that we're talking about a deposit. Tosfot says we're talking about something stolen. When something is stolen, you cannot write that document. And what's the reason we don't write this document, giving a third person permission to go get that uh, movable object? It's because of what Rabbi Yohanan said. Rabbi Yohanan said if someone stole something and the original owner did not give up yet, they both cannot be Magdish. The thief, because it's not his. The original owner cannot be Magdish because it's not in his possession. Some say, some explained that in the ayah they said that you're not allowed to write this document giving a third person permission to go get this uh, this deposit is only if the person holding it denied it. Meaning the Reuven already brought him to court and and the Shimon already said, no, I, I never got it from you. And Tama de Kafren, that's all because he uh, he denied it. Because this paper that he's signing, it looks like a lie. Meaning you're giving, Reuven's giving Levi permission to go get things from Shimon when in fact Betin already said Shimon doesn't have to give it because he denied it. But if Shimon never denied it, then Katvin, and then he could write this document giving Levi permission. Now, the explained this document giving Levi permission to go collect whatever it is the, the payment or the, the theft or the deposit. If it doesn't say you could go to court and then acquire it for yourself, if it doesn't say those words, then this document is worthless. My Because the person holding the item can always say, listen, I have no connection to you, meaning you can't take me to court or anything. But if he has that paper that gives him the, the permission to go to court, then it's allowed.
And Amar Abaye ve'iketiv bed lemechzal shlish ulraviyah. If in that document it says you only have half of it, a third or a quarter, megodim mishta'edina paga mishta'edina kula. Since he has permission to to talk with him about at least half of what that item is worth, then he has permission to take him over the whole thing. Meaning, if he told him fifty percent of the watch is gonna is gonna belong to you, then Levi has permission to go to Shimon and take him to court over the whole thing. And Amar Amemor itafas lamepekinan mine. Amemor explains if Levi came and he took the item from Shimon, we can't get it out of his hands. On the other hand, Ravashe Amar kevan dechatve le kol demitane min deina kabilit alai shaliach shavir. Ravashe argues and he explains if it says in the document that anything that you spend on that uh, on this case, I'm going to pay you. At that point, he made him a shaliyah and says, "If uh, Reuven himself is going to court, the Amarans and there are rabbis who say shutafash they made him a partner. The nafkamina. What's the difference between a partner and a shaliyah? The mitfas palga. The nafkamina was if he only grabbed half of the pikadon, we don't take it out of his hand because he didn't make it a shaliyah. He made him a partner, so he gets to keep that half. I think my ends off At the end of the day. Uh, he's a shaliyah, and if he grabbed only half, he doesn't get to keep it. He has to give it to the original owner. Now, by the way, there's this Tosafot over here, who explains that, number one, the minhag, the minhag is to write a harsha'ah, this permission letter, the, uh, even on movable objects that the that the person holding them denied. This is what Rabbi Rutam holds, and he says it doesn't look like a lie, and therefore you could write that note. And on land, you could write that letter no matter what, because wherever they are, they belong to the owner. Meaning, even if he's not on the land, it still belongs to him. So land is a different halacha. And Tosfor goes as far as to say they even write it on loan documents. And all because he's considered shaliyah. So even though you, in order for uh, for someone to give over a loan to someone else, the Reuven, uh, Reuven is owed money by Shimon. Reuven wants Levi to have that money. You would need three rabbis or three people in order to make a kinyan. And even if you didn't get a kinyan, but still we allow that letter to be, to be given. All that Reuven is doing to Levi is making him a shaliyah to get that money. Next Mishnah, Ganav al if two people saw Reuven steal an animal, and he slaughtered it or sold it, and they witnessed it, or al or there was two other witnesses who saw him slaughter or sell it, he has to pay times four, times five. Ganav umachar b'Shabbat. If a person stole and sold it on Shabbat, ganav umachar la'avodazara. Or if he stole and sold it la'avodazara, ganav v'tavach b'yom Kippurim. Or he stole and slaughtered on Yom Kippur, ganav b'shel aviv v'tavach umachar v'hagach metaviv. If someone stole from his father, he slaughtered it or sold it, and then his father died. Or ganav v'tavach v'hagach kedish. Or if he uh, stole an animal, slaughtered it, and then he, he was makadish, whatever he stole. In all these cases, mishalim tashlumer ba'av hamisha. In all these cases, he has to pay times four, times five. Ganav v'tavah derfuah. If someone stole an animal, slaughtered it, uh, he wanted to use the the flesh so he can heal himself if for medicine. All the klavim, or he wants to feed his dogs. 
Hashohet v'nimtzet terefa, or if he slaughtered it, and you see that it was sick, and you're not eating it anyways. Hashohet, hulin ba'azaraf, a person slaughtered an animal that he stole, it was hulin, and he stole, and he slaughtered it in the azara without being makdishin. Now at that point, it, you're not allowed to have any benefit from this animal. In all these cases, mishalem tashlume arba'a b'hamisha, you have to pay times four times five. Rabbi Shimon poter bishne elu. Rabbi Shimon holds if it can, the animal cannot be eaten, then it's a it's not a good shechita. So therefore, in the case where it's a terefa or if it's holding the azara, since the shechita is not the shechita befitting to be eaten, then he does not have to pay times four times five in those cases. But if it was for the dogs or if it was for medicine, then he would have to pay. And the Gemara starts. In the Mishnah, we said that if two witnesses testified on the theft and then another two on the sale, then the testimony stands and the thief would have to pay times four times five. So, it sounds like our Mishnah is not like a Biakiva. The Rabbi Akiva, because if it's Rabbi Akiva, Ha'amar, Davar Velo Hatsi Davar. Rabbi Akiva always said that witnesses have to testify on the entire thing, not on half a thing. So we don't uh, combine testimonies. Uh, this witness said that, that witness said that. The Tanya, Amar Rabbi Yossi. When my father Halafta went to Rabbi Yohanan ben Uri to learn Torah, and some say it was Rabbi Yohanan ben Uri itself, Abba Halafta, and some say it was Rabbi Yohanan ben Uri who came to his father Halafta to learn Torah. Amar Lo, he asked him, "Hare she'achala shanai shona b'fneishnaim, shenia b'fneishnaim." If a person uh, uh, has witnesses on a hazaka, he grabbed someone's land, he's living on someone else's land, it used to be someone else's, but now he's been there for three years. But year one, these are his witnesses. Year two, he has a different set of witnesses. Year three, he has a third set of witnesses. What's the halakha? Do we combine all six witnesses to say that it's one big hazaka? Or do we say it's three separate uh, testimonies and it doesn't combine? And he told him that it is a hazaka because three testimonies combine. And the person asking said, I also hold the same thing. Rabbi Akiba argues, Rabbi Akiba used to say that Something stands based on two or three witnesses, meaning it's one, they have to have one testimony, not each one a different uh, testimony or, or combining testimonies. And Amar Abaye, no. You could even say Amishnaz Rabbi Akiva, because didn't we say in a case of regular one wedding, two witnesses saw the Kiddushin, two other witnesses saw the Bi'ah. We say that it's a Kiddushin, even though the Idim of Bi'ah need the, the witnesses of the Kiddushin, meaning we need to know that there's a Kiddushin in order for the Bi'ah to, to constitute a marriage. But we're saying still, we're, we're, everyone's testimony works over here, even according to Rabbi Akiva. 
And the idea is, The reason is because the first idim, the first witnesses, the Aidei Kiddushin, don't need the Aidei Biyad, they're going to come afterwards. We call this a davar, a full testimony. And Hachanami, same thing over here in regards to the theft and the, the slaughtering. Even though the witnesses of the slaughtering need the witnesses of the theft. Since the original witnesses of the theft, they don't need the witnesses of the slaughtering. We could call this one big davar, one big testimony, and everything is okay. Meaning their testimony is one, their testimony is one, and it should work even according to Rabbi Akiva. Rabbanan, what would they do with Dabar uh, Lohati Dabar? Hai Dabar Lohati Dabar Lemautemai, what do they do with that? So they'll tell you, Lemautemai, Omer, Echad Begaba, Echad Omer, Echad Bikresa, it's coming to exclude a case where a where witnesses are testifying over this girl. Is she a Na'ara? Is she a Ketana? What's the Alakha? She needs to have two pubic hair, and one of them is saying one of them is under the area of the of the makom, and another one is saying it's above it. So you have two separate testimonies, and they cannot combine. The Gemara says, "Hi, hatsi davar but no, the Gemara says you can't say that because that's half a testimony and half a uh, half a witness. Meaning, uh, over here it's one witness saying this, which is only half the testimony you need, and the other one's half the testimony, and they're both on two different things. So Ella the Gemara explains. We're coming to exclude a case where two witnesses are saying they saw one hair over here uh, above the area, and two witnesses say they saw a hair under the area. Meaning, you have four witnesses, and each one is saying the same thing, that they only saw one hair. They're both saying that she's a ketana, because no one, uh, no one is saying that they saw two hairs. And in that type of case, we don't uh, combine testimonies. Next, we learned the Mishnah Ganav Umachar Shabbat. If someone uh, stole and sold it on Shabbat, he has to pay times four times five. Um, and the Gemara has a question. We learned in Abraita, Patur, that he does not have to pay times four times five. So which one is it? Is he Hayav like our Mishnah or is he Patur like the Braita? So Amara mi Bahama Kitanya, he the Patur. When the Braita said Patur, it's when he was Mechalel Shabbat when when selling the theft. Beomer lo. When the buyer says to the seller who's a thief, go pluck a fig from my fig tree, and that's how we'll complete the transaction. So over there, he was mehalel Shabbat when the transaction happened, and he's kimle bidrabamineh. Now he has to deal with a bigger punishment where he's going to get killed for doing an avira on Shabbat. Okay, therefore, he doesn't have to pay times four times five. Um, so Amre, the Gemara has a question, how could you say this? Look, if you would bring him to, to court and say, I, I, don't want, I want my fig back, I'm not interested in this animal or whatever you stole and, and you sold to me, we wouldn't be able to tell him, okay, go pay because he already did the davira that he's hayav mita for. Meaning, this already got way too out of hand. We could also say that the sale wasn't the sale. Meaning, since nothing can be exchanged back, we could also make a claim that this is not a sale. 
and you don't even have to mention that no times four uh, or five because there's no sale. So this uh, this doesn't fit. So Ella Amar of Papa of Papa argues in Rami Barhaman. He explains what are we talking about when we said he's patur. It's beomer lo zero genevutich lachatzeri v'tikne li genevutich. When the the buyer told the seller who's the thief, okay, throw the item into my yard, and my yard will acquire. Meaning, once this person moved it from one reshut to the other, he is hayav mita. He's little carrying on Shabbat from one area to the other, and now he doesn't have to pay times four, times five. And the Gemara says, "Keman, who's that by hold like?" So the Gemara answers, "Kerbi Akiva." According to Rabbi Akiva, once an item moves from one reshut to the other reshut's air, it's as if it already landed on the floor. In other words, the minute it went into the air of the, the other person's reshut, at that point he's hayav mita, and therefore he's patru from times four, times five. Now, the Ike Rabbanan, we have to say it's Rabbi Akiva, because if we hold like Rabbanan, who they hold, that you're not hayav until the item, the item lands on the floor... We're going to say, Once it got to the air of that yard, he's kone. However, but in regards to Shabbat, he's not high up until he hits the floor. So that means the, the, the acquisition happened while the item was in the air. And in regards to Shabbat, he's not high up until he hits the floor, which would mean he's already hayav times four times five. And then he would be hayav mita for carrying on Shabbat. So it can't be Rabban, it has to be Rabbi Akiva. The Gemara says, no, you could even say like Rabbanan. You could always say, we're talking about a case where You could always say, the borrower tells the, the, the seller that I'm not acquiring this until it hits the floor, which now makes the transaction happen at the same time as the Avera, and that's where he would be patur. So now that was uh, Rav Papa. Rabba says we could always say like Rami Barhama where he told them uh, pluck a fig and then the acquisition will happen. And it's still considered a sale. Where are we going to learn this from? Etnan. We're going to learn this from the payment of a zona. Etnan asra Torah vafilu baal imo. The Torah says that the etnan, whatever payment you give for a zona, you're not allowed to buy with it a korban for the bet mikdash. You're not allowed to use that animal that you gave the zona as a as an animal in bet mikdash, even if a person was with his mother. Now, if a person was with his mother, kim lebidrabamine is hayav hayav mita, so he has to deal with a bigger problem. Now, now, if she would come to court and say, he, this person, he said he was going to pay me, and then he has to pay me, we would never say, okay, go pay your mother. He has to deal with the bigger avera. Yet, we still say that animal, even though it does not have to be uh, given from him to her, still it's asur in the beta mikdash, And you have to say, even though that if they would come to court and we don't say give it to her, still, and still, if you would give it to her, it's still considered etnan. Same thing in regards to Shabbat. Even though if, if he would come over here and say, okay, he owes me money or I want to have a refund. We wouldn't say that the refund should happen. 
Still, afilu achi kebande kama kne lebehachi avi amechira. Still, if that's the way you guys made the sale, it's a sale. In other words, what Rav is saying, even though if you would come to court, this is not a legal sale, but if you guys did do it that way, we're going to say it, it's a sale, and therefore, the same way the korban's not acceptable, the same way, even though he's hayav mitafed the fig, still, he's patur from times four times five. And we will stop right here. Baruch Hashem le'olam. Amen ve'amen.